What is your mission statement in life? So many of us spend so many hours with crafting the perfect mission and vision statements for our own companies and organizations. Yet, we rarely thought about our very own mission statement of our own life. In this episode, Jenal Rahmawan will share his story on his very powerful mission statement, I don't want to be a burden for anyone. Listen to his unique approach to life despite his disability. Well, let's cue the intro and jump straight into the conversation. So the big question is this, how is it possible that shy and socially awkward individuals like us can have the confidence to approach a stranger and strike a meaningful conversation? To have the ability to network and connect with yourself so that you can network and connect with others. To not only survive, but thrive in this noisy world and be the connector you're meant to be. And at the same time, be the truest, most authentic version of yourself. That's the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ping Hendra and welcome to Network and Connect Podcast. So, Jenal, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Ping. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good myself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you get here. Okay, uh, okay so that's a long story. Uh, yeah. uh, how, how long do you want me to go? <laughs> go back. As long as you can, so, as long as possible. Okay. So probably I'll start uh, uh, when I'm finishing high, high school. Uh, I was born in uh, Balikpapan in uh, East Kalimantan and then finished high school there and continue my uh, university in Jakarta, in uh, Bina Nusantara. I took the uh, computer science uh, major and I think I spent about eight years in Jakarta before I moved to Bali. And I've been uh, living in Bali for, I think, about almost 15 years now. 15, yeah, not 50. <laughs> wow. And yeah, I've been working in the software uh, com- uh, business uh, since uh, I was graduated. Until wow. Today. So uh, for those uh, people that um, don't know about Jenna, right, from what I... Uh, it was incredible that I, when I met him for the first time, he's actually, sorry to say, Janelle, but he's actually having mm-hmm. a major, major disadvantage. Okay, would you like okay. to, to explain to people about that? Okay, so uh, um, I have a, a, a polio. Uh, I got that virus, I think it's a virus, yeah, polio, yeah. And uh, I got that since I was uh, six months old, so it was a long time ago. And it was potentially like a mal malpractice, but yeah, I, I I didn't know much because I was still a baby. But yeah, uh, right now I'm uh, uh, walking using crutches uh, and do my activity as as I can with crutches. And, and how, how what was it like struggle growing up uh, with that? Uh, I wouldn't say struggle, but it definitely had challenges because, uh, for example, uh, when I was a, a small kid, I, uh, I can see my friends playing, running here and there, but I can't do that. But uh, I wouldn't say that it's 
uh, I was struggling, but it might be a blessing in disguise because uh, at that time I can't do many uh, physical activities, but I spend plenty of my time doing thinking. So yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't say struggling, but definitely had challenges. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, it is the mindset when you say when people when some people see that is an advantage for you. But I would say that maybe like a blessing in disguise because I can spend most of my time thinking on what I want and sharpen my mind. Mm. So uh, you you say that you use uh, most of your time, plenty of your time, thinking as opposed to doing physical exercises. Since I mean, it, it, it's hard yeah, for yeah. you to do that, right? So in terms of mm. your 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 physical disability, is there any? I don't know because we are in the Asian culture. Oftentimes, things like that um, in uh, especially family. We'll have mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, like, um, you know, say here and there, especially, you know, relatives and stuff. Does that happen to you or, or not so much? Um, my core family uh, uh, is really supportive. So uh, I, I got full support from all my family members. But I can't say that from if you extend that uh, uh, to a larger set of my company, uh, of my family, I would I. I, I don't think I can say it's same. Mm. So what are some of the what are some of the words or, or nasty remarks they say to you or whatever that that makes you, you know, like I don't know mm. they have some some you know uh, impact on you. Okay, I, I, I uh, it's good thing that you brought it up. I think I remember when I was a kid. Uh, there was uh, one of my relatives, and I think I was uh, in high school. I can't if I remember this correctly, but high school. And my relative said to me that uh, uh, if I could, uh, in uh, might be not the, the exact words, but uh, my relative said to me, after this, uh, you don't have to go to university or continue study. Just stay at home. So uh, uh, I don't think you can make it anyway in, in university. So I can't remember this, the exact words, but pretty much uh, it sounds like that to me. And uh, maybe some uh, would think that harsh word, but uh, at that point, I said to myself, uh, a challenge accepted. I, I accept your challenge. Mm. So, so what did you do afterwards? At, at, at that time, I really, really put myself to study hard, go to university, and I finished my university in three and a half years. Mm. Wow. So when when that happens, then what did uh, that that particular family member, you know, say or or, or <laughs> tell you after or they, or... I don't think they 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 can say anything. Okay. <laughs> so I I, I uh, there was a quote if I read that correctly. Uh, the best revenge 
is to uh, how say uh, accept the challenge and prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I've got my friends. Right, that's that's amazing. Um, and also when you were especially when you're growing up, um, maybe high school mm-hmm. or or middle school, were you bullied or not so much? Uh, I can't remember because it was a long time ago. But I, I, I think there was some bully, but I don't recall that really often. But uh, yeah, I just don't put that in my mind. Mm. So yeah, let's move on. Okay. So when you when you are going to your first job, right? Um, Mm. What are some of the yeah. challenges, like going for interviews and things like that? What are what are the challenges that you face? <laughs> I remember back in my first interview, uh, it it wasn't like these days. Uh, when you just open your uh, a browser and maybe find uh, like a job hunting site, and then you can simply submit your CV online. So it wasn't like that in my uh, in my early days. So uh, we had to go to uh, the like uh, I remember I think it was a campus hybrid like at an event in campus, and many companies uh, uh, opened their booth uh, for for hiring uh, uh, employees. And I remember putting my uh, resume in many many of the company. I can't remember how many, but I remember I printed lots of my resume and gave them to the. Uh, to the companies in in the job fair and yeah and then uh waiting for calls and uh queuing in a line for interview so yeah that's that's back in the old days (laughs) how difficult was that for you especially with your you know like with your uh um i think i remember one of the company I can't remember the name for the company, but I remember it has. Uh, it ha- it required me to uh, climb up uh, to the third floor to do the interview on the stairs. Yeah, okay. yeah, I did it anyway. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't get hired. I didn't get hired. <laughs> well, couldn't couldn't hurt a man for trying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, back and, and, old and, days. <laughs> uh, what are some of the, 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 you know, the look on people's faces when they look at you? I mean, were there some kind of like, huh, why are you here? Or, or they are actually some people actually admiring you. Like what I did, I admire you a lot when you arrived. Mm-hmm. And the to be honest, I can't remember in that, that day, uh, thing because maybe at the time I was, too busy on focusing what I should answer because back in the days uh, we still had I still got the technical test uh, because I'm I'm working as a programmer in my uh, uh, for my first job and I think I was really really focused on uh, um, uh, remembering all the uh, technical stuff rather than focusing on people expression. Mm. <laughs> but I would say definitely definitely because uh, I. I can't, I can't see any other uh, applicants that have the physical disadvantage that really applying for the job. Mm. Okay. So what, um, how long, 
um, happened? How, how long did, did it take you, you know, from, from you uh, entry level uh, mm-hmm. to becoming a team leader? How, how many years does it take? Mm. Okay, let me let me think about it. I can't really remember. Um, I think maybe three three years. My first three years. leading, yeah, mm. first leading with three years, yeah. But that that's only leading a small team of two or three people. Mm. Not like yeah. right now, like like ten fifteen people, right? Oh, uh, I had I had uh, at some point I had about. 30 plus people. Wow. <laughs> wow. How, how challenging was it to, to, to handle like 30 plus people? Oh, definitely challenging, especially if you have uh, a fresh graduate. Uh, and I, I can say that there are plenty of challenges if you are leading a, a large team, for example. First one, if you have to deal with fresh graduate. You need to nurture them. You need to teach them, and and then you have someone that uh, older than you, for example, as your subordinate. That is also challenging because uh, 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 you know Asia people they tend they have the tendency to hey I'm 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 older than you. You have to respect me at some point, so. and. Uh, also, if you hire experienced people, uh, they have they already have their own way of doing things. But for some reason, they have to shift their ways into doing things our way. So that kind of thing. So pretty much balancing the standard between every single person in the team. That's the challenge, I would say. What are some of the uh, the most challenging person or situation that you've ever faced? Uh, and and how you deal with it, and like mm. yeah, most, work okay. work yeah. Uh, the What's most on? challenging, uh, 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 the most challenging if you have uh, conflicts between your team members. Mm. So, for example, if you have people, uh, person A and person B, they they have their own uh, um, conflicts and. Uh, whether it's personal or whether it's professional, but when they work together, I think that's, that's a challenging part. I remember uh, uh, one, one time, uh, because I had this uh, uh, a new, fresh graduate uh, uh, staff joining in, and yeah, sometimes they, uh, when they did something that is not like what you ask them, and then you tell them, uh, uh, they got they get offended, and I, I I remember the employee uh, did not speak to me for a while. <laughs> yeah, funny funny story. Millennials. <laughs> Millennials. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's. I would. I wouldn't say that's challenging, but uh, to me, it's just a, like a, a funny experience. I say because mm-hmm. uh, they can't really separate uh, uh, professional uh, and and personal behavior. Mm. So I, I I still remember back in my uh, early days, 
if I did something wrong and then my uh, uh, supervisor scold me or yell at me, yeah, okay, I quit, I'm wrong, I was wrong, and then, okay, I learned from it. So basically that kind of uh, uh, attitude that you really have to shape into your yourself, right? Because uh, when someone uh, uh, scold you or maybe yell at you, you, you need to do some uh, retrospective to yourself. Did I do something wrong, or do I? How uh, do I think? Uh, did I do things the right way or not? So basically, kind of thing. But yeah, maybe just pe- uh, some people just take that personally. So yeah, and that affected behavior in the in uh, in the uh, in the company, mm-hmm. in the team actually. So yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. But I would say. Uh, when- Ahead, yeah, but I would say uh, uh, the the challenging uh, the challenge on um, managing um, a large team gonna be uh, resolving conflicts between team member. And and that happens a lot, or or not so much, you know. Uh, if you work for a long time with a, a with the same team, uh, I don't think that happens uh, often. But if you work with, uh, uh, you know, because if you're working in a team, you really have, what you really need to do is to make the same rhythm uh, between each of the team member, right? Because mm-hmm. if, you, uh, if you can't synchronize, like, like playing a concert, right? If you can't uh, get the harmony between uh, each of the team members, it's really hard to, to uh, uh, get the work done. So, uh, uh, so if you work in the same team for a long time, for a long period, I think that the conflict's going to be uh, uh, significantly low. But mm. if you move to, from this team to another team to another team, that's going to be, you need time to, to figure out how to work with uh, different people, right? Right. Especially if you just move to another team, right? And you need, I mean, it's going to be a bun- bunch of changes. Right? Yeah, How yeah, do you yeah. deal with it, right? Hmm. Have, have, that, have, have you ex- ever experienced that? Where you, uh, you just change to, to a new, I don't know, whatever, new team. And then things are completely different. And how you adjust, how difficult or how easy is it for you? Yeah, I did. Uh, remember when I say. Uh, my largest team was around 30 plus people mm. and that was the uh, uh, I would say kind of radical changes happened because I think around 70% of the 30 plus people they're all fresh graduate mm. so it's really challenging and, and we had a deadline and yeah, I remember I spent long hours working with with everyone because, uh, for example, if you have new new uh, uh, fresh graduate, you can't really expect them to do the job uh, uh, properly, right? You have to invest your time on teaching them how to do things uh, with your uh, uh, high quality standard, that kind of thing. So I really spent long hours on teaching. Um, uh, my team, 
So yeah, long hours in short. <laughs> but I, I really, but I really believe that if you want to have a great team, as your as a leader of a team, you really need to invest your time on uh, coaching them and teaching them uh, uh, to get the same harmony. Hmm. Okay, so you have to invest time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you have to invest I, time. And you, um, you tell you told me a story before that you didn't share. I, I'm very surprised that you didn't share. I'm going to dig it for you, and so that the the the, the listeners here will will be amazed as well. And I was very amazed mm-hmm. when you share with me about your trip to Korea. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was a funny story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I can't think of. Uh, so, but in 2013, uh, I worked with the company, uh, and apparently, uh, the the owner of the company uh, was a sponsor to a, a, a local Bali um, sport uh, foundation. So in 2013, uh, they established the first wheelchair basketball uh, tournament, and my uh, my uh, the owner of the, uh, the company that I work for, he asked me whether I want to play uh, basketball using wheelchair or not. So I have never ever played any kind uh, that any wheelchair sport or maybe even any sport. Well. Uh, uh, I remember back in the days when my when my the uh, CEO asked me, uh, "Do you want to play wheelchair basketball?" Oh yeah, 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 I want to play. So, and then we, <clears throat> uh, I think uh, we made we made a team from the company, and uh, uh, it's only it was only me that uh, uh, having the uh, physical uh, disability. In the team, so everyone in the uh, team was able-bodied, and we play against uh, I think Singapore team, and we we were beaten really far, far away. I think mm-hmm. we only score two, two or three balls in, but it was only uh, two weeks practice. But uh, since then, I've been actively involved in the uh, winter spot and basketball. And then uh, for the next year, I think around uh, August or September of 2014, the owner of the uh, sports foundation, uh, he asked me and my friend uh, to help him to build a wheelchair rugby team to compete in Korea. At that time, uh, I didn't even know what kind of uh, event that we were going to attend. And it was very funny because I don't have any coaching experience. uh, And we, um, me and my friends, we both didn't know anything about the sport rules and how, who was the uh, eligible player for that? Because in uh, uh, sport, I would say disability sport, like a Paris, para games, uh, you have to have some certain uh, score for, for physical 
disability. And I went to the uh, first meeting uh, to meet the players. Me and my friends, like, we got shocked to see the various physical disability. But long story short, uh, we only had five weeks for preparation. And guess what? Uh, the event the event was the two t- 2014 Asian Paragames. So that was the largest Paragames event in Asia. It is uh, like the Asian Games, but for the uh, uh, people, uh, the athlete with uh, a disability. And <laughs> I remember when uh, in the airport, uh, uh, basically the, the owner of the sports foundation asked me to bring the whole team to uh, Korea. And I remember uh, in the airport, uh, many of the parents of the, uh, the athletes, they shake my hand and they told me, please take care of my kids. So that at that moment, I realized, oh, okay, that that is really like a high, like a heavy burden for me, because uh, I, I know I, I used to travel, but bringing uh, so many people with physical disability and they're all uh, uh, how do I say uh, being placed under my care, that is like okay, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember uh, uh, one of my athletes being injured during a game, and uh, yeah, it is. It was a it was a a quiet experience for me. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so throughout throughout so, the yeah. event when you were when you were there throughout the events, I mean, like what 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 happened? Did you did you have to become like really? Uh, can you concentrate between taking care of them and also between, uh, you know, the games and maybe vac- I mean, vacation or sightseeing or whatever, or just nothing like that? Uh, we really, really focused on the game, but we had our last day there just to take the team on uh, for sightseeing. But I can I can tell you one one uh, of my uh, really. Uh, uh, good experience uh, with you, Bing, uh, because it was the largest uh, para games event in all whole Asia. Uh, I can't remember how many athletes uh, uh, were there, but I remember there were thousands of uh, uh, athletes with f- so many physical uh, uh, disability. Uh, one of my, uh, I would say, uh, an eye-opening experience for me is, was uh, we went to the uh, athlete village. Of, uh, so there was uh, like a, a food court for all the athletes in the athlete village. You know? So everyone in, uh, uh, that were participated in the in this event uh, gonna eat there. So. When I went to the uh, food court, foot hall, they said, I saw many, many, uh, uh, how it, federation of physical disability. And what 
I would say what was really eye an eye opening for me was even with their physical disability, uh, they try as much as possible to be independent. So I can get, give you one example. Uh, not sure if you know uh, uh, CP, cerebral palsy. Yeah, I know. So cerebral palsy is uh, like your brain can really control your motoric system. So it's kind of really uh, slow in response, that kind of thing. And I think the kid is only uh, eight years old and he sat on uh, uh, his wheelchair and it he, he queued up in the line just to get his own meal. And at that point, I realized, okay, so if this eight-something-years-old kid with this big disadvantage of uh, his physical ability can serve himself, I would say that if people with able body that complains a lot about themselves, they should pe- they should be ashamed. Mm. So that's really an eye opening for me. Mm. So uh, I I really uh, like what you say. Despite their disabilities, they try their best to be independent, and it's something yeah. that uh, strike a chord in me as well. Because as you said, as so many people, especially right now, given the current uh, situation. Instead of them looking mm. at things differently, they just blame, blame it on yeah, the, yeah. the virus, blame it on the people, blame it on the government, blame it on mm. society, whatever. Instead of mm. you know like finding ways to to look at things differently, mm-hmm. this is uh, uh this is incredible. So the moment you see that uh that kid with Cerebral palsy, uh, taking care of themselves, taking care of himself. Uh, how mm-hmm. does that change for you? I mean, that, do do you get like, oh, I I need to do something differently, or or. Uh, not really, because I'm also a, 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 a someone with a physical disadvantage, like I mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, okay, back uh, maybe rewind back a bit uh, in my younger days, in my uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I, I said that uh, I have plenty of time for me to think and I just realized it now when I was a kid I even uh, I, I created for random randomly I had something in my mind that uh, you know that some, some kid asked uh, if you ask a kid uh, what do you want to be if you are grown up right uh, many kids would say, I would be a doctor. I want to be a, a, an athlete. I want to be um, maybe like whatever they want, a pilot. At that time, uh, I said to myself, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. Mm. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a mission statement for me. So I don't care whether I want to be, uh, whether if I turn out to be a, whatever it is, but I just want to be independent. So back to your question, I think, uh, what changed after I say that? Uh, to me, it's like I said, it's, it was an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener. 
And once I came back from that uh, trip, from an event, not sure if you know that uh, sometimes you, you can see uh, people asking for money when, when they have uh, a fully functioning uh, body, uh, body. They, do, they did nothing and asked for money. I never gave any. Hmm. Because I, I saw many people with physical difficulties, they, they still try their best to do things their own way. So that's why they said it's not disabled people. They, they, they said it disabled. Disabled is differently able. Mm. So they can do that, but different way. Oh, that's, that's great. So you said that your mission statement is, uh, you create a mission statement that say you don't want to be a burden for anyone, right? I want to be How, independent. You want to be independent, right? How has that, mm. uh, you know, like, have you ever, perhaps because of your very strong mission statement, you refused a help in, in, mm. in what, any way? Yeah, yeah, I tried to do everything by myself to really, really teach me how to be independent. And I still remember uh, when I was a, a, a junior, like a, maybe kindergarten, uh, I took a, a, like a, a public transportation to, to school. Uh, I think I was about less than 10 years old. Mm. I took a public transportation and uh, I had to walk about one and a half kilometer going up to, and imagine I still bring my own bags. I had to cl- uh, walk to uh, up the hill for I think around one and a half kilometer, one one way every day for six years. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, I, I really like this vision statement. I don't want to be a burden for anyone and I want to be independent. Very, very strong mm-hmm. statement. Um, I want to ask you, like, what makes you um, want to have this mission? I mean, it, it, because there are some people that um, blame, I don't know, they play the blame game at the end of the day. But for your mm-hmm. case, you had this mission statement since you were a little kid. Something mm. that that I still cannot, um, you know, I, I still cannot fathom this this thing. Like, did you get an inspiration somewhere, or or you just like have this mindset since young? Like, I can't. I have to. I have to be independent. Uh, I have this. Uh, uh, neighbor. Uh, uh, some of them also get polio. I think uh, back in those day, in the days, uh, uh, it was like a virus outbreak, and I can see many of the uh, my neighbor. Uh, some of them are also having the same uh, disease. So, but some of them are like, uh, older than me, so I can see them uh, what they did whole day. They just sitting at home doing nothing and. That's, I think at that time, it's really hit a point to me. Okay, I don't want to be grow up like them. So, yeah, I think for some weird reason, it just popped up in my mind after seeing them 
doing nothing all day long. So I want to ask you what your, uh, since you said that you want to be independent, you don't want to be a burden for anyone. What is the, how was your adventure uh, like or your experience like uh, on your first, you know, driving experience? Driving? Driving, I'm sure, I like because you don't want to be a burden, so you, I'm sure you want to, like, how difficult is it for you to learn how to drive? Because, I mean, of your, of your disability, obviously. Okay. So I, I think I just realized that uh, now I had this uh, uh, like uh, uh, maybe like a way of life. So keep things simple, control what you can control. For those things that you cannot control, just don't think about it at all. So what can I control? So I have to uh, basically split uh, into uh, split things into those two categories, right? What can I control? Uh, I can control how I uh, uh, think, how I speak, how I see. And, but what I can control is you ask me to do uh, heavy uh, uh, physical activities. So uh, I can't control if, whether I can walk at that point, right? But I remember that, uh, back in the, uh, the days, uh, I was given two choices. The first one, uh, uh, I use wheelchair, or the second one, uh, 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 to use crutches. I pick crutches because uh, if I use wheelchair, I think my uh, uh, movement is going to be more limited compared to crutches. But it also gives me some uh, uh, exercise uh, if I use crutches. Uh, so I, I went with crutches until today. Uh, so those are the things that I can control. Uh, so I only really put my focus on the things that I can, that I can control. And uh, so I said uh, to myself that if I don't want to, if I don't want to be a burden, if I want to be independent, uh, uh, how I'm going to achieve that, right? So obviously I can do physical work. So what I can do is using the brain works, right? So, uh, so I really spend my time on studying, uh, learning things, uh, so sharpening my mind, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's my want to be simple and control what you can control, and for those things that you can't control, just don't bother at all. Mm. So Is that have, a question? Yes, yes, yes. How okay. uh, how how difficult was it for you? Um, you know, like um, I don't want to say difficult making friends, but um, you know, like surround yourself with with um, with people that are very positive. Um, mm-hmm. How difficult? How easy is it for you? Uh. If my surrounding with uh, negative people, is that mean? Yeah, uh, like, like, um, because oftentimes when you are when you are in a in a disability, uh, I I understand you have a very very strong mindset. However, there are some sometimes there will be some people that will be, um, like, uh, don't do it. It's too difficult for you. They tr- they they think or they thought they meant to do good things, 
but actually they are mm-hmm. they are limiting you pushing you down mm. um mm-hmm. what what and have you have you have that uh, experience before and if so if not what is what is the advice that you can give people uh, to to push those people away oh yeah uh, i do like i mentioned earlier uh, i have my relatives uh told me that you're not being uh, you're not going to be succeeded in college but i did it anyway uh without any fail and uh so for myself whenever people uh, tell me that you're not going to make it uh i have a tendency to put my effort on proving that they're wrong So that's how I drive negative people away. Mm-hmm. So by driving negative people away, basically I put positive things into my life. So uh, I, I can tell you some one an example. So if many people say that you are dumb or you're not clever, it doesn't matter, right? As long as you say you really believe yourself that i'm smart i can do this so it doesn't automatically uh, you become dumb if someone say you're dumb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? so in in my opinion you are is really what you believe you can be mm-hmm. and put effort on it so so it's not like okay i can be like this but you did nothing there yeah. you can say bye bye to that but the the the, the i i can say that mind is really powerful thing because with mind you can be anyone you want to be right of course it has to be also coupled with positive action every single day right oh yeah Otherwise, definitely point, right? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Wow, that is that is the um, incredible. I, I still couldn't believe, um, you know, like you have a strong mission statement, and what you do from that point on is like geared towards that mission statement, mm-hmm. right? Every everything that you do, uh, it 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 is to that one point. I don't want to be a burden to anyone. I don't want to be a burden to anyone. I want to be independent, right? So. Mm. I understand this is very uh, something that is. Uh, I just realized that how powerful mission statement really is, right? If you were to give mm. an advice on how to, you know, create one or craft one or whatever, as powerful as yours, or or, or, mm-hmm. or to put it another way, um, how do you get to this to this um, mission statement? Like, like because it's so powerful and so concise. that it uh it dictates everything that you do going forward but how did you how did you get this thing so if i'm to be honest maybe like i said maybe a blessing in disguise i can't do many physical activities so i really spend lots of my time thinking so i think that's uh just randomly popping on mine because also uh, uh the um when i s- saw that uh people uh, around my neighborhood they uh, some of them get the same disease but i can see basically when i s- saw them for some reason i believe if i did nothing that's going to be my future 
right? I will be ended up at home doing nothing. So if I want to go to that path, doing nothing, so I will be, that is my, that will be my future. So I don't want that. So I have to think, how can I, what can I do in order to not end up like that? So I guess mm. if you were asking me what uh, advice that I can share with other people, I, I would say start with the end. Mm. So you you can pro- you should project what kind of person that you want to be. So and work your way uh, towards that uh, uh, um, a goal. I said. I would say, yeah. So, for example, in my case, I don't want to be a burden. I want to be independent. So that is my end from from my uh, uh, own uh, from my own life. So that's that's that's. I, I would say, I think that's the advice I want to give to others. Yeah, start with the end. That is something that uh, happened to me as well um, for for people that, that um, is listening to this. Um, you know my story of how I, I end up in Bali. It also starts from the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work mm-hmm. backwards. And any action yeah, yeah. that I do, it's all geared towards that route. If there's someone that gave me an opportunity and uh, like uh, work together for a business or whatever, I, I will ask them like, hey, how soon will this, or how can this take me to Bali? The person said, mm-hmm. um, nope, it's, uh, maybe not for the first few years. I'm like, okay, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk next time. That's, that's how crazy I was back in the days because that is my <laughs> ultimate goal is to move to Bali. It's so, now that I think about it, it's very hardcore. Uh, I don't really mm-hmm. advise that for anyone. Uh, if you have opportunity, grab it, but. You know, when that door closed, another door opened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I also, uh, maybe it's uh, like a similar story with your thing. Uh, yes. You, you want, uh, your end is, uh, uh, you want to move to Bali, right? Mm-hmm. And then you work your way towards that goal. But myself is kind of similar, but I start with, I, uh, I wanted to go out from Jakarta. I don't want to live in Jakarta. So that's why I ended up here. <laughs> and you work really hard for that. It's amazing. Oh yeah, I I did plenty of. Uh, I said I did my homework. Let's yeah. say let's just say I did my homework. Right. So when you uh, what is what is the struggle that you when you have right now? I mean, I mean, like daily life. Is there any any struggles that you face or? Like uh, I I say like disadvantage a little bit here and there or or, or you everything is fine for you. Yeah, I think it's everything is fine for me. Everything you is know, fine. Uh, sorry during during this pandemic, I think I, I remember uh, a couple uh, when we start uh, uh, when the pandemic started. I I kind of like a people person, so I really like to talk with uh, uh, people, interact with people, but and then pandemic uh, kicks in and then we have to work from home and it kind of like uh, like a struggle for me at first because uh, suddenly you have to really 
sit on your desk for eight hours or nine hours a day, maybe even longer, without talking to other people. Uh, it's kind of driving me nuts. But <laughs> in my uh, uh, when I started from, from but uh, I think along the way, uh, by now I think already five months now. Uh, yeah, it, it started getting adjusted. So yeah, nothing really significant uh, for me. Mm. It's interesting that you said that you're a people person. Can you share mm. more with 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 the listeners here? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, for me, right? Uh, most people usually they 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 hide their uh, imperfections as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for your case, it's different because I can see it's physically. I can <laughs> see it, right? And that, mm. um, that, that, does that make you, uh, how to say this, like a lot of people, especially me, right? Where, because I used mm. to be like hella, hella fat. Mm-hmm. So people know that I'm fat. So I, 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 when people say that, hey, Ping, you're so fat, I, I, I don't get offended. I just laugh at it. And that makes me, you know, mm. right now a little bit sarcastic by nature. Right? And, and that, <laughs> that, is, that is a great people person trait. That uh that makes me uh, <laughs> able to to maneuver in certain social uh, situations. What about you? Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, how's it? How do I say? Um, I like to really focus on. Uh, so back to your original question, I think. So you said many people feel insecure. Because of their disadvantage, what kind of physical, what is physical or whatever it is, right? So, I had this uh, uh, mindset that you need really need to focus on your uh, uh, good quality instead of your bad quality. So we we have to agree first. People will have their uh, good quality and will have their bad quality, right? But. Mm-hmm. Many of the people with insecurity, they really focus on their bad quality. For example, like you, uh, maybe you are really fat and then you feel like, okay, I'm embarrassed with my body. Uh, and But you have a, a sharp mind. Why don't you focus on your sharp mind instead of focusing on your big fat body, right? So it's kind of like the same with me. So I think I, uh, I have, I believe I have, at least not a uh, uh, damaged brain, also, hopefully not. <laughs> but I really can focus that instead of focusing my uh, physical disability. So you, uh, how do I say, use that as your, uh, uh, focus on that works on uh, uh, make that better, better, better every day. So I would say that is one of the things that you should do not, not only with people with physical disability, but everyone. So yeah, we cannot argue uh, that uh, if you only focus on your bad side, you will get a positive result. Mm. Mm. I remember this quote uh, that I that I read before uh, by I have I have the book here. Um, this is the book. Uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Huff Ecker. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, what you focus on expands. 
right? So mm-hmm. if you focus on good, you know, you get more good. But if you focus on the yeah. bad things, on the negative things, especially a lot of people when they're in debt, they focus on their yeah, debt. Yeah, yeah. As opposed yep. to how to get out of the debt, because yes. of that they end up they they can't get out of the debt. What you focus on expense and what you said really makes sense. So for your case, you said right, focus on your good quality. Hmm. Yeah. And don't I mean you have you have your you have your uh, strengths and you have your flaws, right? So focus on your strengths, yeah. not your flaws. That is correct. So I would say that. Uh, If you have a, uh, a fully functioning body, at least you already have that advantage compared to me, for example, right? So why you have to be uh, feeling insecure if you have a fully functioning body? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So focus on something else that uh, I, I don't. If you have a, 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 a fully functioning body. And you still feel insecure. There is a question mark for me. Why? What are you feeling? What What are the things that make you feel insecure? Yeah, you already have win. You already won the the half of my uh, challenge. Yeah. So all of you uh, here that are listening right now, uh, you, I mean, you you listen to the incredible story of Genal. You should understand. Uh, already that you know like you have a full if you are if you are able body you have two functioning hands two functioning legs you know everything is good then what's stopping you right uh, yeah. instead of instead of you just like um you know ha- because your head is always telling you what i mean don't do this don't do that don't do this don't do that but if you don't you know take one foot forward How would you know whether 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 you are going to make it or not if you don't take action and at least at least try? Hmm. Right. I think I think uh, that uh, uh, remind me of our uh, discussion earlier. Hmm. Many people feel insecure because they fear, hmm. right? They fear of uh, being failed. They fear of being uh, bullied. They fear being Uh, 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 hammered down. So, I, I remember I said to you, challenge your fear. Mm. So, uh, the only way for you to grow is to get out from your comfort zone. And fear is one of the things that uh, gonna be your enemy if you want to get out from your comfort zone. Mm. So, You have to challenge your fear. Challenge your fear, right? Yeah. So this this is uh this is also a challenge that Jenna and I will be giving you right now is to challenge your fear, whatever that is. Okay, because that is only the only way for you to be able to get out of your comfort zone, or to at least mm. know that hey, it's actually not as not as scary as you think. Yes. Right. Yeah. I remember uh, when I first go to Jakarta. Mm. Uh, uh, I've never been to Jakarta before, uh, and 
all you can see from uh, television is uh, Jakarta is a big, big city, and I was just a small kid, I think uh, 18, 19 years old. And that was my first trip uh, on a plane by myself. Mm. So uh, I, I still remember back then. Uh, I can't even think, uh, how, how can I get into the plane? How can I check in into the airport? So, so there are so many things that really scare, scare me. But uh, what you can do is uh, face them one by one. Okay, so go to the airport. Okay, how to do things? Check in. And then uh, uh, go to the waiting room. What's next? So you have to challenge your fear one at a time. So uh, even when I moved to uh, Bali, get out from Jakarta, I had I also had my fear. What if I don't like Bali? What if I want to go back to Jakarta, for example? So if you're scared of everything that you fear. Uh, 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 I don't think you are making any progress. Mm-hmm. So right. for me, life for, for me, life is like an adventure. You you can't have a straight line, right? So you have to face challenge uh, uh, one at a time. So that's what re- makes life really really colorful, right? You have your up and down. So. But uh, I read a quote. Uh, if you make a mistake and you learn it, that is experience. So, yeah, I think that the mindset of everyone right now is they're they're scared to make mistakes. But from my perspective, mistake is also a, a, a good teacher for you if you learn from it. So don't don't scare don't be scared to make mistakes. As long as you learn from it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. In the in the NLP world, uh, one of the uh, presuppositions is called there is mm-hmm. no such thing as failure. There's only feedback, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And it is yeah. what you make up about it, right? So if if you, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, you learn something. Yes. this experience whatever that is and then you'll be like okay this way doesn't work what if i do it the other way around and yeah. if it works yeah. then it's a learning experience there's no something as failure yeah yeah that is correct so yeah um, maybe some of you uh, uh maybe you can see uh, my position in these companies right now uh, but you have to understand that i start from a really really low level entry so I will work my way up because of, uh, okay, I have the uh, uh, gut to take the challenge one at a time. So that's how I work my way up to my position now. Mm. And I still couldn't, uh, I mean, sorry to say, okay, because my, um, I, I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm sure, but I, I will uh, bet with you, there are uh, some people that will have a stigma that most, uh, you know, like uh, computer engineers or programmers, they tend to be on the introverted side. 
because they can, <laughs> because they are in, technically they're like in in their bubble and then they're just like wow, right and then you said mm-hmm. you're a people person and that's very incredible uh, it's, it's, i still couldn't couldn't believe it um what about what about your 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 colleagues are they also um people person like you i mean you just shatter a lot of people uh you know like um, limiting <coughs> beliefs or or they are more on the quiet side so uh Yeah, I I I met plenty of this my uh, uh, programmer had, uh, and most of them I would not say everyone, most of them are mostly quiet. Mm. So they just came to the office or do uh, their work in front of their computer. So uh, yeah, but I can't say that uh, it's the job make you introvert. It's basically it's how you are comfortable with, I guess. So it's it doesn't have any relation between job and your personal time. So yeah. Yeah. So if this person, um, you know, who just joined a company, right? And mm-hmm. and as you said, this person is rather quiet, rather reserved, right? You as a leader, how would you? Mm-hmm. Make this person open up a little bit and get more comfortable or whatever. Okay, so that is an interesting question. Uh, okay. Uh, so let me ask you: If you are in the uh, a new environment, what would you do? If I'm in a new environment, what I would do? Mm. Good question as well for me. What I will do will be, uh, because that's what I have done before. I actually went over to my to my boss and I told my boss, "Hey, uh, I would like to learn more from you and on how to become a someone like you, so that I also know so what you. is ex- yeah what is expected out of me to be like you. Mm-hmm. So can we can we like uh, meet up somewhere and 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 talk?" And and so that okay. I learn from you. That's what I did. So, so that's that's how you uh, do it. So let me give you like a, a an example. So imagine you, uh, I, uh, I go to your house, right? So that's your house is a new environment for me. Do you think I'm gonna going around your house without any supervision? Oh no, of course not. No, definitely not, right? So if you want. So, in your question, so imagine I am the owner of the house. Mm-hmm. So you come in as a new employee. What should I do? So I have to welcome you, right? Yeah, yeah. I have to welcome you, and I have to uh, uh, give you uh, uh, like uh, okay. This is going to be your house uh, for from from now on. And what you need to do is to make them comfortable, right? Mm. So, what makes people comfortable? What makes people comfortable? Uh, for me, would be food. Yeah, for me. different. But I can say, if you are having like a supervisor and their subordinate relationship, I would say what makes uh, them comfortable is going to be trust. Mm-hmm. So many of the. Uh, uh, Maybe supervisor. I can see these days. Whenever bad things happen, they will throw their 
supported that under the bus. Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot, right? But I had an experience if, uh, uh, how to say, I want to be a, a leader that, uh, so for example, I, I built this persona in my professional uh, behavior is basically from my uh, many, many supervisors from my uh, uh, from my previous jobs. So I, I still remember my first supervisor. He was very thorough on re- on reviewing my uh, uh, task, but when he was angry, he can break your keyboard in front mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> so, so that's this. That was a, an interesting experience for me. So, what I like from him is he's really thorough on reviewing my uh, uh, output job. So I like that. So I incorporate that behavior to uh, as my way. Uh, but I don't want to be like angry as yours. So I I keep that away from me. And my second. Uh, supervisor, he was uh, he was really protective of his coordinate, but he doesn't talk that much with the with the team. So, for example, he, if he got uh, pressure from upper management, it stopped at his level. So he never pulled down to support it. But uh, he doesn't really uh, uh, talk with the, uh, the subordinate. So I like how he's uh, make me comfortable without any uh, uh, yelling involved. But at the same time, I don't like uh, him being distant. So I basically that kind of behavior I, I learned from my previous supervisor is what shaped me uh, today. So back to the question, if you ask uh, new people uh, coming to as my team, I would say, uh, first, you need, I, I need to welcome them and build the trust so we can understand each other how, how you can uh, work. Uh, I have a, a good understanding what is their ability, what uh, things that needs improvement, so that kind of thing. And then we work toward, uh, 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 from that point. And yeah, I really believe trust is really important. Hmm. So does that also apply for your uh, non-work as well, trust? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I have this tendency on, uh, because I, I, I of first, uh, there are some people that, if you, for example, if you meet new people, right, you kind of like, the, the, the first type is you kind of like, okay, I need to, uh, uh, be careful with this person mm. because I don't trust him. But the second type of person is I trust him immediately or her immediately until he or she is proven cannot be trusted. So mm. uh, back in my early uh, days when I first got promoted as a team leader, I have I had my my struggling on trusting my subordinate whether they're good to do uh, a good job or not, right? Uh, 
So instead of, uh, you can imagine if you have uh, um, a team helping you out, what should happen? What should happen is you you feel like some of the tasks will be uh, uh, delegated to your team member and you will be doing other things, right? Mm-hmm. But on the contrary, in my first leading experience, uh, <laughs> I had more work. So I had, I had to take my new leading uh, responsibility, but I also had to do the uh, staff work because I don't trust them. And it really burned me out. Mm. So I changed, and then uh, having learned from that experience, I changed my way of seeing people. So instead of not trusting people at first, so I changed it. I trust people at first until they're proven otherwise. So that really helped me a lot with, uh, uh, with my uh, uh, social life, you say. Because let's say how many people that you can really trust and you cannot trust. You can't know the answer right now. You don't know, right? Mm. But why you put all the negativity up front? I don't trust him. I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's, there's going to be a 50-50% whether they're trusted or they're not, can, 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 they cannot be trusted. It's a 50-50. Mm. So I choose the other way. But there is a downside on, uh, on this way because you will get lied to or see it to at least once. Yeah, but from my experience, I will say, yeah, I don't get that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, it's all in the head, right? Yes, it's uh, all in the head. Yeah, the the the, the, whole, the yeah, it makes sense. The whole thing from uh, from my observations, right? The whole thing, all all of this, like stop people from taking action. Uh, being in the comfort zone is just because they are afraid yeah. of all this, you know, uh, what if. It's the thing yeah, that yeah. destroys them, the word what if, right? What if it doesn't work? What if this person cheated on me? What if this person lied to me? What if this person, whatever, so many what if that stops them mm. in the track. Yes. That's why I said uh, that is fear talking, mm-hmm. right? That what if is basically fear. Yeah. But you cannot answer it until you do it. Yeah. I, because, you know, it, it's funny that same thing uh, happened to me. I mean, uh, back in the days when I was really afraid of something and then I, I just said yes and do it anyway. And then after that, I look mm. back and say, huh, why was I so fearful? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. because because let's let's face the reality how how many of your fear become reality not much not much right not much i not think much. like less than one percent yeah Basically. so why fear so so why 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 are you scared yeah. because many of those things basically running inside your head 
So that is also one of the things that I mentioned about that to my uh, one of my team. Uh, I remember my team uh, uh, asked me, uh, how do you make a decision? Hmm. So I said to him, uh, the way I make decision potentially different with others, right? So if, uh, if I'm going to make a decision, I would say first, what are my options, right? You have option A, B, C, D, right? And from all the available options, and then you assess your risk, which one is the highest risk? Because usually, I said usually, the, higher, the highest risk will give you the highest gain, right? And then after you identify the highest risk option with the highest gain, and you ask yourself, if this risk really happened, how can you uh, 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 fix it? Can I fix it? Can I deal with it? If you can, just do it. So that also, uh, uh, like, uh, I, I taught my team member, like, a, a very structural thinking on how to make a decision. So it's not like, okay, I feel like I want to just do this thing. No, that's not the way to, uh, for you to make a decision. So you really have to see your options. But instead of, I, I know that I, some of the uh, people, they, they tend to uh, choose the low risk options. But yeah, I tend to go with the highest gain. So you are a risk taker. As long as the risk is manageable. Yeah, a calculated risk taker. Yes, yes. Wow, that is uh, that's great. I mean, I learned so much from you. I mean, took a bunch of notes Ooh. here. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, really, really learned a lot from you. Um, from what I, uh, to summarize, right? Number one is you are what you believe you can be. Yes. Okay, from your story. Mm -hmm. And then number two, co uh, control what you can control. What you cannot control, mm -hmm. don't think about it, right? Yep. Uh, number three, focus on your good quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, most people focus on the bad quality, but don't, no, focus on the good quality. And number four is trust, right? Yep. And trust is uh, innocent until proven otherwise. Yes. Yep. And uh, I think you forgot one thing, uh, Pink. Uh, challenge your fear. Because fear yeah. is not that often happens in reality. Yeah. Yeah, challenge your fear. And also, the most important thing that, uh, that, that you know, triggers something in me is I don't want to be a burden for anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best thing, the best thing that is. Um, yeah, so I, I really want to thank you uh, for taking the time. It's mm -hmm. one and a half hours of good Ooh. conversation. Really, oh, really. I didn't uh, realize that it's one and a half hour. 
exactly. <laughs> that means we enjoy enjoy this conversation. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you. And I, I believe that, and I'm very confident that a lot of people are going to benefit from this, especially mm-hmm. uh, people that um, you know, like on the fence, want want to do something but so afraid to take action. And hopefully, mm-hmm. your story inspires them to actually. Uh, number one, uh, do risk management, right? But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. don't just do, don't just like calculate the risk and then don't take action, right? Just yeah. know enough, know enough mm-hmm. that hey, it's not that it's not that dangerous, and then just go for it, mm-hmm. right? I, and other, I also believe, Queen. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. I also believe, uh, whatever it is, your condition or. Uh, uh, whether it's physically or mentally, one thing that you have to do is you have to work smart. So the reason I said that uh, many people have a high hope, but they don't really ready to put the effort. So uh, in the old days, people said work hard, but nah, you should do work smart. So you really calculate what your action is going to be benefit uh, for you. So work from that. Mm-hmm. Because you dream high, you put your hope high, but if you don't put the effort, it's just a dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I did plenty of my share about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people can dream, like there's nothing stopping you from dreaming, but yeah. those dreams can only be achieved if your hands and your feet are moving. <laughs> yes, right? that is correct. And you actually do it, yeah. otherwise... Yes, yeah, start with small steps. Small steps, small steps, small steps, one at, one, one at a time. Yeah. yeah, when you talk about small steps, I also want to wanna point this out to, to people listening as well. Remember, uh, a general story of him uh, taking the aeroplane for the first time, right? He has a lot of uncertainty and he said, um, you know, ch- uh, face the challenges one by one. Okay, uh, this is the first step, actually going in uh, going and do the check-in, right? So what's happened after that? Okay, I have to go to the, you know, uh, waiting room. On the way to the waiting room, you have to go through security check, whatever. Maybe it's not as, yeah. as strict as, the, as right now, but back in the day, not as not as crazy, yeah. but also that is also a step that he 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 saying okay this is the next the next challenges to face and then the next and then the next right yes. one at a time instead of you worrying the big monster that is yeah yeah the final destination and makes you stop in your track what is that one thing first the first uh, step that you need to take work on that first before you even worry about this big one yeah yeah. Yep. That you really summed it up pretty clearly. Yeah. Nice so, <laughs> thank you, though. Thank you for sharing. Uh, your story. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And um, for those of you who are very curious on how actually Jeno is as a person, I will ask for a picture of him uh, with his uh, crutches and a picture of him at the uh, uh, Korean uh, Paralympic Games, if he has any. And then we will, uh, I will just, we will just post it at the end of this, uh, session so that you can see, mm-hmm. but for yourself, okay, so this is what it is, uh, and how yep. he has 
gone through i mean his life being uh, mm-hmm. with crutches all the way because you know when i work at, at the co-working space many times i can hear tech tech Like, but I will know. Okay, so noisy, eh? It's not noisy. It's just like okay, they're not here. Hey, I, I miss that voice. I miss that sound because you know. But right now, it's you know. Uh, yep. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll see you very, very soon. No. Yep. Well done, thing. Well done. Yeah. So thank you very much for your time. Really, really mm-hmm. uh, appreciate you for. Thank you so much for sharing. And yep. yes, thank you for as for for you being uh, on. Uh, uh, having this uh, uh, good conversation, and hopefully, uh, uh, for those people that hear uh, my story, gonna uh, at least uh, change the way they see things, and hopefully, can make them a better version of themselves. Yes, thank you so much. If if they want to get to know you better, maybe to keep in touch, to say thanks, how can they do that? I mean, is there any social media that you can follow? Uh, yes, I have social media. Uh, I can uh, uh, send that uh, detail to you after this. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Perfect. Cool. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Thank you, Ping.